Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Hey everyone, just going to get right into it. I'm very pleased that this ended up happening. Of course, when I had my guest brother Lars on the podcast last fall, I'd fallen in love with this documentary he directed called The Way North, in which you can see and hear Sonia Mintoon performing lovely music. From that, I searched her out on Apple Music and became an instant fan of this singer-songwriter and wanted to chat with her on this podcast also. It just so happened that she's releasing an EP of four songs, each paired with its own scented candle. Now, I'm not known for being a PR rep's dream podcast because normally people just come on to shoot the shit and laugh and get catharsis, which I believe we did too on this one. But I'm very, very glad that it times out that you can hear us chatting about the Dreams Melt Away EP in time for you to get jazzed about it, pre-order it, pre-save it. It's available on Friday. And here to tell you all about it is a fantastic guest by the name of, you guessed it, Sonia Mittoon. There is no way I'd be able to do this if I if it wasn't COVID times. <laughs> this is like, I spend six hours a day on this release. No joke. And why is that? Well, like, so with other releases, it's very much like, you know, I focus on the music and then we have a release date and then it's kind of a whirlwind. Like I try to post some pictures and that's it. Like even if I hire PR, you know, that they get a few blogs or whatever. But this one is like... We finished the EP in, I think, November or December. And so I've had, I focused on the music part, like July through December. So then right. now I've had four months to come up with a merch plan and like come up with a radio plan, like just all this stuff that I never really get to with other things. Right. By the way, thank you so much for your time today. I, I appreciate that we figured out a time that we could do this and, and, and that you were willing to come on. I, yeah. I love your music. So we're coming into this with that, of course. Thank you. I think you'll really like the new stuff. I know. I can't wait to hear it. How, how are you on, at this moment on this day? Just been really busy, you know, prepping for the release. And I wish I could say I'm having a chill Saturday morning, but I've been stuffing envelopes. So but happily doing it. You're, you're doing a number of things for this. I definitely already know about the candles. Uh, I don't know what order of information to put out. You have an EP coming out with four. Yes. Probably going to be beautiful songs based like I love your music. So you can describe it. Candles. Not a lot of people have done that before. Yeah. So I've got four songs coming out on the EP and then I made four different candles to go with them. So it's like this listening experience where you can burn the candles and listen to the songs. And, and it really, it came from two things. One, as an artist, you're trying to always like secure your brand or like narrow down your brand. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that have come up to me when I've done like branding quizzes or tried to talk to people about branding is the question, if you weren't a musician, what else would you be doing? And when I was younger, I, I probably would have said doctor, but like, the older that I get, the more I would love to just like live off the grid and be like a hippie candle and soap maker, and like live in the mountains and just be a weirdo. So I kind of narrowed down that I've always wanted to make candles and be good at making candles. So for merch a few years ago, I made candles through a small company and I ended up doing a lot of the work myself and learning how to do it. So for this release, I wanted to 
make candles again. But the other piece of inspiration was a friend of mine. It's a, a band called Sumo, S-U-M-E-A-U. They uh, had this listening experience where you could buy a, a package from them. And it was like, it came with stickers and glitter and face spritz, you know, all the stuff that really matches their brand. They have this kind of like dream pop cult band. Mm. And I had so much fun. You know, I usually buy the minimum of people's merch, but here I was buying a $50 listening kit because I was just like, this is awesome. And I thought, <laughs> I should do something like this for myself. And as I was telling you a little bit earlier, I usually just don't even have the time to think about that. So I really just had the time with quarantining, <laughs> came up with this idea and hand poured them all myself. I'm really pleased with the result. I'm actually obsessed and I'm kind of sad that I'm going to have to start mailing them out <laughs> because I <laughs> like having them in my house. I'm, I'm looking on your Instagram and like the design. It's very candle store-esque meets indie rock show-esque, uh, which I, and I'm just... <laughs> yeah. But like, um, that's amazing. I love that. When I used to be out there, I, I, I'm sure I could have, while doing whatever gig or opportunity came along, why, why wouldn't you ever, why wouldn't you have in mind an idea of like a curated perfect experience for the enjoyment of your music? And now we're in this time where you can say, you know, wouldn't it be nice if my fans could smell the song and like you're actually, <laughs> yeah. cur- <laughs> on the other hand, Music fans like myself and yourself, but like people who don't necessarily worry or think about making the music are are in a position where they're like, I think I'm in a position to to absorb this how they want and not just show up at a bar where they're playing and maybe pay attention to them. They're like actively going to light your candle and listen to your EP and just be like, okay, I'm in a new dimension. I'm, I'm doing the thing. Yeah. And I, I think like realistically, you know, each candle, you know, the songs are three minutes or whatever. And so... It's really not a lot of time to light the candle and really experience a candle. You know, it's good to have a candle in your living room and, you know, watch a movie and let let the aroma fill the room for three hours. But I think, you know, it's really more of the thought that counts and people are excited by the idea. And, you know, even if you just open them and smell them, it's fun. It's just fun. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you like it. And I'm really pleased with the response so far I'm, I'm definitely by the time that this episode airs I'm gonna have to restock because I've already sold almost everything <laughs> well that's good though um, another reason why I chose candles is the EP is really like a nostalgic there's a lot of like nostalgia and reflective areas in the EP and like scent is often associated with memory mm. and I just thought that was another way kind of bring it in i hope that you make another run because like it's like i, I want to go on this journey too the more we talk about it i'm such a shithead for not budget, <laughs> budgeting properly that sounds great though i and you know because of like streaming rates being so so low i think this is a trend with all types of artists you know the the focus is on like you have this song out but then you've got merch and you have shows and that's really how artists make their money so you know you see celebrities opening up up each other's nikes that go along with the song or taylor swift did sweaters you know it makes sense for every artist to do some sort of thing and having an ep versus just a single you know is 
a way better time to do that versus if you just have a single and usually independent artists, you know, it's expensive to put out four songs. And so you kind of like ration your money to just like pool it all around one song and then wait a few months and another song. And so I just kind of saved up for a long time. And you know, here we are with the four songs. Sonny Mittin released a wicked awesome EP in 2014 called Post Love. And the first track on it was also released as a single just over a year ago. Even now, it's a beautiful tune and I'd like to feature it here. It's called Lonely Bones by Sonny Mittin. <laughs>
as the promotion goes, again, our, our main connection for a while has been messaging on Instagram. So I'll see the previews of the candles and, you know, pre-save the EP. Do you enjoy doing that part of it? Do you feel like your Instagram is just your chance to knee-jerk react? Or do you feel like promoting the album is a grind on Instagram? Because, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you have to be strategic think, and hashtag the shit out of everything. Or yeah, I mean, to, I don't know. definitely both things. Like, it's definitely really rewarding if I post something and people get excited. Like, I was, you know, when it comes to posting about the candles or announcing the EP, that's really fun. That's really exciting. I can't wait for that first post. But then after that, it's hard to come up with different ways to kind of keep it going. And like, if you're listening to this and uh, maybe something will make sense right now, why artists post so much, it's because there's a statistic out there that says it takes about seven times for someone to see something before they click on it. So, you know, it's something you kind of have to do. Your first 10% of family and friends might go listen to the song the first time you post it. But Mm -hmm. most people, and even for me with my favorite artists, it takes maybe a week of them posting about it or seeing ads for me to go, you know what, I need to sit down and listen to that album. And so it's really important to kind of keep up the momentum and keep posting. And that's, that's why I do it is to really, I try to get past my own fractured ego that says nobody cares and just keep posting because you know, there are some people that are going, oh, shoot, thanks for the reminder, whether that's <laughs> an email blast or an Instagram post or something on your story. It's always reaching somebody or getting someone to remember to click on your music that didn't before. Wouldn't it be cool if you had a song, you wrote, you wrote a song and you made a music video for it and your brother Lars was in and he's got the comedy. And in the music video, right. your mutual love of Harry Potter is the motif. You're singing and you're on the table <laughs> and you two are having a wizard's duel. Because I, I happen to know that you're both big fans. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to go back to like the branding stuff. But like, I think I can be pretty funny. And so I've actually done like a comedy musical and done some comedy. But like, there's nothing funny about my music. I did kind of a funny song once a few years back and now I just hate it. <laughs> so I don't know. I would I would really love like yeah, in an ideal world to have a song that's more like neutral and then have my brother and I be funny in the video somehow. Like, yes, totally. I wanna do that. For this EP things are a little bit more moody than that. It's very, I mean, I don't know if you're ready to talk about the tracks on the EP, but I can tell you what each thing is about and you'll see. It's just, there's really no room for my brother in that. But it definitely, I don't know if you remember, the first video that comes to my mind is this old song from the 2000, early 2000s called Boys With Girlfriends. Do you remember this? I don't. By Miko? The lyrics are like, I know better not to be friends with boys with girlfriends. It's kind of a sad song, but in the music video, it's like there's a a furry, like someone in a costume following this girl around. And it's funny and it's cute and it works. Um, So like an idea like that would be really fun to do with him at some point for sure. You have this EP with four, I'm, I'm just going to go out in a limb and say tasty songs on it. I would love to know whatever yes. you want to tell me about the songs, because four is tasty, a podcastable number. Tasty, smelly. Yeah. This is the first like talking interview I've done. So I'm really excited to talk about it. The EP, like from start to finish, 
is a journey from kind of like growing up and leaving home and then you end the EP in getting lost in your new world, if that makes sense. Right. So the songs were all written within within a year. I had actually contemplated, I've been looking for producers for forever. I contemplated um, doing a bunch of older songs that I really wanted to get out there. And then uh, I ended up writing, you know, probably 10 songs after I recovered from breaking my leg in 2019. I just feel like a different person after that incident. And I feel like I've kind of arrived at a new place. And it was a time to really look back, look back in anger or look back in nostalgia and and sweetness and reflect on my life. And so I wrote a bunch of songs. We picked out these four and they made it into the EP. And then I I ordered them in a way that kind of takes you on a little journey. And, you know, some people might just listen to it and enjoy the music, and that's fine. But for me, it's really like a progression of going from one place to another. So mm-hmm. it starts off with this song called Wildflowers. Wildflowers is very, this takes me from kind of like the singer-songwriter category to more of a Americana vibe. And this song almost has a little taste of country in it, but I don't do country. I don't know really the ins and outs of country so it's not really country but i guess it kind of feels that way but it's like it's, a, it's about leaving home and like little girls growing up and um the main line is that's the thing about wildflowers they just grow meaning hmm. you know little girls they don't know if they're having a tough time or a good time growing up they're just going to grow up no matter what so you know they're kind of like wildflowers in that way then it leads me into the song um October. And this is the first time I'm saying this, the the song title really comes from, you know, when I was recovering with my broken leg, I thought October might be the month where I can walk again. That's where the idea of the song came from. And then the rest just poured out. And it's really, it's not about necessarily the injury or anything like that, but it's just about, you know, reflecting on my time in LA and the music industry and everything I've been through and it just really says my frustration and my tiredness with everything and I think it's really cathartic I think the song really feels good I mean it sounds sad but it feels really good I think it's definitely fun to sing and then (laughs) the third song is called pretty please and that's really pure nostalgia wanting to go back and and walk through your memories that's a really like looking back in sweetness, looking back and remembering all the good things. And then the last song, uh, Los Angeles, you would think it might be an ode to Los Angeles, but it's kind of more about like feeling lost in my new home. Like, well, I guess this is where I I am. I'm accepting this as my home and I still feel lost. There you have it. That's the progression. That's neat. I mean, it's, it's like a whole existential journey. As well as like a literal. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) Definitely it's it's reflective. And I I try to give these clues like in my EP cover, I have like a mirrored image. I hope people catch on to that little (laughs) Easter egg. I really appreciate that kind of thoughtfulness. It doesn't sound like putting clues in album art is an obligatory thing. It's that has to be an intentional thing. Like only an artist that loves the idea of that input. um, Yeah. Yeah. And, and people who are fans of things get the most out of artists like yourself who do that. <laughs> yeah. And I think 
had I had the regular amount of time, you know, without this being a COVID world, I, there's just no way that all these details would be in there. But because I had so much time to think and, you know, even just getting the EP cover going back and forth with my designer, you know, that took three weeks, whereas usually it's a three days process. Like, here's a picture of me, put my name on it, please. Yeah. We just had a lot of, a lot of time to go back and forth. So I feel like kind of, discovered my own artistry in doing this too which has been great I'd like to play another track by Sonia this was a single she released in 2019 and it's a beautiful song called Talk to Me Breathing, the sun's gone. 
in this article, you talked about like how you're both like releasing singles, playing shows, being in off-Broadway shows, and teaching. So it would be hard to say in the, in the grand <laughs> scheme. So maybe just tell me from a now point of view, do you like a year with more prolificness? Or do you, do you like having a nice slow burn creative process, meditative and, and being able to put more input into things? I think definitely the second one, like I'm really grateful for this year, but I love being busy. Mm. When I'm busy, I typically create more because, you know, if I just have an hour a day, then I'm able to, and I really want to commit for that hour. But if I have 24 hours, then I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Did I clean? It's kind of like avoiding being with yourself. But I think the hard part about being busy is it's all like self-created busyness. You know, I would love to one day get to the, the phase where it's like, okay, you have an interview at this time. You have, you have a show next week. You have this coming up. You have this coming up where I'm preparing for these things instead of, I feel like when I'm booking things and preparing things, I'm just a little bit behind all the time. Right. Um, it's like planning my own next move is really hard. You know, do I plan a show or a release show for the EP? Do I do, do I focus, what, like, what do I focus on? Whereas having your team expand, I would hope to, to that to be the next level for me, having somebody go, okay, I found another opportunity. Do you want to do this? Yes or no. And I can kind of jump on things and really spend my time like preparing for shows instead of planning the shows. Right. I mean, I'll probably be doing that forever, but it is just, yeah, the planning is really, really takes that like extroverted side of me to do. And the artist side of me barely gets to breathe when I'm busy like that. Yep. So I really appreciated the, the downtime this year. Like if you're going the route of saying you look at, your art and what you're doing. And from a brand's eye view, it's almost like, hey, I'm I'm signing up to spend, you know, 80% of my devotion and time into being an administrator for the artist. And then the artist gets the other 15, yeah. 20%, maybe on a good day. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to switch back and forth. And there, there's no wrong answers. It's just that whatever you're doing always feels like the wrong answer. I, I don't know if I'm speaking for you or me or anybody, but I just know that like Stanley Kubrick to some, I might be one of them, made some of the greatest movies of all time, but he made one every 10 to 15 years. And like he reached the end of his life going, oh, I, I, looking back, I kind of wish I made more movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, wish, I wish I put up more music. Exactly. Well, quality over quantity, right? It's definitely and not to, I don't want to like open this can of worms, but companies like Spotify, they promote quantity over quality. They say, you know, release something every six weeks. This will help you with our algorithm. And it's really, I think, mm -hmm. cheapening music. But, you know, for me, yeah, it's like I'm already working on my next. I'm already recording my next music. And you got to put the music out while you're still into it. Right. I'm still into my EP. Right. But I guarantee you, like three months from now, I'll be so over it. I never want to hear those songs again. Yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> and, and it feels like the creative process for someone like, I think what, like what keeps you going is, um, you know, you spend so much time and so much money and the product is usually about 85% of what you thought it would be. Mm -hmm. You know, like my CDs came in the mail and they look like the photos are beautiful. I use this really cool eco-friendly company and I think the quality of the CD could is like an eight out of a 10. 
Right. And so it really like my brain goes next time when I do CDs, I'm going to do it even better, you know? And then it's the same thing with music. It's like next time I'm going to do this even better next release. I'm going to have, I'm going to be even more prepared. I'm going to have merch next show. I'm going to have, you know, it's like, yep. Maybe there's two types of people, people that think that way and people that don't, but that's definitely how I think it's just like, it's like I can never really put my finger on satisfaction and I'm always wanting I'm always working really hard to have the next thing be like, you know, this music I'll finally feel seen and this music I'll finally feel like it's me. And and like going back to the actual songs, this is the first time I like really hired a producer to bring my view to light instead of, you know, when you don't have hire a producer that you are essentially whether or not you're actually engineering producer in a classic sense helps decide you know what instruments are being used and who's playing and you know how it's kind of all being put together and and this time I hired a producer his name's Justin Glasgow and I was like I want this to be more Americana here are my demos what do you think he pretty much played almost everything on the EP except all my parts and he really brought it to life that was amazing to just kind of my trust into someone else because really like when you are starting out and you try to hire a producer but then you say you know oh but I don't have a budget and you lowball somebody then you're going to get a product that you um you don't like so yeah this was like pure collaboration I found the right producer you know we, we were happy about the rate and you know I knew I have to get it right with this person because I can't go through this process and then not be satisfied with the music so really satisfied with the music this music I feel the most satisfied and the most seen that I've ever been so that's a plus hopefully that'll make people want to go listen and smell the candles wake up and smell the candles Sonia Midtune the album you can sniff with your ears ah, that's no good exactly exactly and, and also i realized like the irony and the fact that like a lot of people lost their taste and smell this year oh. and maybe some people didn't get that back and so maybe it's like the worst product ever but you know <laughs> so in the mid-teens, new ep <laughs> too soon um, yeah insensitive yeah incense <laughs> It oh did. god that's amazing <laughs> i i hate you mid-tunes you make me laugh so hard i cry <laughs> well yeah not, not for nothing but the music industry and spotify they're just aspiring mass murderers and i i applaud all of us who continue to make stuff and fight with our lives like putting the energy and time and money into the art that we love and care for so much that only through whatever means we get it out there does like art does enhance the lives of, of the people who get to listen to it and smell it I, I love hearing the journeys of my fellow musicians who were always just in a process Absolutely. of we're constantly evolving. We'll always look at the work of others in present tense, whereas the people who make the music are always going to be like mid-career Beatles, uh, you know, rubber soul uh-huh. to me will always be in the moment that I'm listening to it, like a work of art. But to them, that's just like, oh, we were so much better by Abbey Road. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. And I think like, you know, companies like Spotify, I mean, it's a love hate relationship, right? Because you can get discovered and people break the algorithm. They get discovered and not by Spotify, but by fans who use Spotify and the whole payment thing. That's a whole nother topic. But, yeah. you know, there's definitely ways like you can kind of like make it as an independent artist. And what does making it mean? You know, it means like you make your salary based off your music, right? 
you can do that with Spotify. More people are doing that now than ever. Um, so it's a really good time for independent artists. But, you know, I think like in terms of what I try to think of, if if that ever feels like it's squishing me too much, you know, Spotify, the how labels work and, you know, the industry and how it just seems too hard. Mm-hmm. And I tell my songwriting students this too, like, you just got to think about what are the chances that you have become who you are? Like, what are the chances that you were born in the household you were, that you had access to instruments, you became musical, that you are talented? And especially people in my class, like you're able to take a songwriting class through university. I mean, come on, the odds aren't stacked against you. They're stacked for you. Really, the chances are one in a billion that you are where you are. And I think especially people like me who grew up with privilege and support, like who would I be if I wasn't following my dreams? I feel feel like I'd be letting people down. Yeah. And if you have the means to follow your dreams, you should do it because there's so many people that don't, that we can't afford to. We need to do it. Sonus new EP, Dreams Melt Away, will be available this Friday, April 2nd, and uh, on disc and digital. And for the digital version, you can pre-order on iTunes, pre-save on Spotify, links in the episode notes. In the meantime, here's a release already available. This is 2020's Pages from the single of the same name by Sonia Midtune. Instead of all 
we're homies now. We're we're BFFs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Haven't had a selfie yet, but after this whole thing. But yeah, one of the things that I that I liked about you right away is nice. that since since you were very very young is when you started. So you've you've already gone through all kinds of evolutions as a performer, as an artist, as that like some only discover their mutant powers at puberty or or later. So so you have you have a perspective of someone who's loved music who wanted to do something musically from so long ago that you, I'm sure that makes you an even greater teacher as far as the mentorship part of it. And I think, I think that's wonderful. How long have you been teaching and, and what would you say would be like the most giving thing for you uh, as a person? Um, I've been teaching, this is my fourth semester and it's been super rewarding. And I think the thing I like to teach, you know, I teach songwriting and songwriting is like, you know, essentially there's all these different methods, but you really just got to find your own, like everything you do in art, you have to find your own way. What method works for you? What method doesn't work for mm-hmm. you? And it's just like, it's a journey in discovering yourself, you know, and knowing yourself. And I think that's the greatest gift is to really, you know, some people think it's about finding that one person and spending your life with them. Like, yeah, it's about that. Life is about that. But it's also about discovering yourself and figuring yourself out so that you are happier in this world and people who have a natural inclination to music and art and they want to do it it can be really painful because you have your taste and then you have the product you make and if it's terrible then it's hard to not be down on yourself right but learning yourself more and learning what works for you and developing perseverance because we're not all born with that and knowing that life is long and too long to let yourself suffer through it without doing the thing you want to do. But it's also too short that if you don't do that thing, your life will pass you by, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. I kind of rambled, but. I feel like I'm doing it. I mean, you've been very kind, but I feel like some of my questions, when I put the period on them and hand them off to you, sound like like an elementary podcast. I just I just oh, no, a podcast no. class and this is my first time interviewing anybody. <laughs> I'm listening and, and I'm putting visuals to like, the things you're saying. And like, I have this nice notion of the idea that you seem like someone who's, well, you've said it already, like reflective and and maybe contemplative too. So like the idea that like you have these moments where you're in front of someone who's earlier along in their development and, and wanting to become better singer songwriters. I can't imagine that doesn't make you just go to a place in your mind of relating to that time in your life. And then you think, there's got to be a, a really cool relationship totally. between yeah, you as sure. a teacher and your music, at least in some ways. Yeah, I mean, I feel for them. And I always, one thing I always tell them is like, you know, I'm, I'm not a guitar and singing virtuoso, but like, yeah, I play shows and I, I think I perform great. I could not sing and play guitar even in college. I started doing that at college when I studied abroad. I always played guitar and I always sang. I didn't do it at the same time. I just think about how college students, you know, that they're picking their career. And for me, it was like, I really have always wanted to be a singer, performer, an artist, and I haven't done any of that work to be there. And so I just got started. And um, I always tell them, like, the fact that you're taking a songwriting class right now in college, you're already way ahead of me. So you'll at least be able to get where I'm getting. So yeah, I think I think that perspective is is valuable for them. I try to really push them. I mean, some of the kids in my class are just absolutely the talent level is just insane. It's just insane. I'm really hopeful for the next generation of music. I'm really excited. 
Oh, that's great. Damn. I feel like there should have been some like sentimental music yeah. playing behind that. But that's beautiful. I I, I love <laughs> I, I wanna just echo back to to when Lars was on one more time. There was this beautiful story about, you know, getting to make the way north. I, I just love the idea that so many things about it, including the fact that it, like the whole family went on this journey and reflection. Now that I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm meeting the person who, you know, way back when I first started chatting with Lars and watched that, I'm meeting like the musical minstrel of the whole thing, <laughs> which is really cool. I, I thought that was a, <laughs> a really wonderful aspect of that. And watching that is why I started listening to your music. Lars and I have always had like a special like sibling relationship you know we're both the middle children my older brother gents who i'm all you know I'm, i love all my brothers equally and I'm close to all of them but lars and i out of the, i have three brothers out of all of them you know he's also artistic and he always has been he he liked painting growing up and always like was exploring cool stuff i did theater in high school and i got totally beat up by that system i mean <laughs> i should go to therapy for what i went through in theater the wow. rejection and all that. My little brother, Lars, I mean, we're, we're far apart in age that, you know, four and a half years. So when I was a senior in high school, he was still in eighth grade. So like we were not like friends, you know, mm. he's just my little brother. And he would come to every show. He'd send me a flower, you know, at uh, intermission. And it was just my biggest fan. And it meant so much to me. And then I moved to L.A. and, you know, my, my older brother lived in L.A. for a little bit. And then he moved back here and we got closer and. Like family, you know, relating it back to the way north, like family is, our family is pretty close and um, we're always trying to look for ways like to be closer. So we went on that trip and, you know, I don't get much time with my littlest brother who's now in college and I'm in my 30s. That trip was a really good timepiece of our family right then. And I'm really grateful we did it. And it was really cool for me to be on the supporting side. Like, what does Lars need? What shots does he need? What does he need interviews? Let's follow him around. This is all about him. And then the artistic side of him is also like getting up late and kind of unorganized. And so I was like, okay, if you're going to do this, we got to like put on our independent artist hats. (laughs) (laughs) And he really nailed it. I mean, he like without my help, you know, no credit to me at all. He really knocked it out of the park. And I think for him, it really symbolized I mean, I don't know, but I'm just guessing it really symbolized his uh, getting his editing chops because after that, he started his own YouTube series and I feel like he put himself through the ringer with that documentary. And I think he just, he really wanted to capture our grandfather's story. He's like, yeah. you know, I just, one thing I do before I die, I've got to do it. You know, think about like, if he didn't do that, he'd still be thinking about doing that. So when you act on like that artistic action, it gets to live in the past. Like he, we made the video and it's done and the story's out there and we can go back and visit it whenever we want. But if he didn't do that, then we'd still be talking about, oh, we got to get our grandfather's story on camera, you know? Right. It's really great that he did that and it's done. And, and yeah, I think it meant a lot to our family. And for me, it was just really great to, there, there was definitely a lot of fighting on the trip, but it was really great to be around my whole family and, and be around all my brothers. Because at the time, I think I was still living in LA by myself. Can we direct people to where online to check out, follow you on, and look for the EP? Totally. I would say the best place for announcements, merch, new songs, everything like that is my Instagram. It's just at Sonia Midtune. And then, you know, if you have Apple Music, find me on there, Spotify, Sonia Midtune. 
relating it back to that conversation we had about Spotify and independent artists and all that, the best thing to do is really like follow our Spotify and save our save the songs. Even if you make a playlist that's like just songs you're saving just to help the artist. Following us on Spotify increases our stats, helps us get on playlists. The more that you pre-save a song before it comes out, boosts me in the algorithm. All these things are really helpful. Definitely do that. But best place to follow me is definitely Instagram. And I just started TikTok if that's your vibe too. Wonderful. Sonia, I, I can't thank you enough for your time again. I, I, I hope that you'll come back on. I love everything else you've put out. Of course, I did use Spotify to listen to it. Uh, and I think it's fantastic. I think you're fantastic. And I, I appreciate what you had to say. So thank you very much. Thank you. I would love to come back on. And I, I had a great experience. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show. Starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. Have a great day, friends. (laughs) 